Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker. This is WP Water Cooler, episode number 134. Today, we're talking about WordPress freelancer pricing with legacy clients. Let's go around the room here real quick and get everyone introduced. We're starting off at a quarter with Chris Lemma. Hi there. I'm Chris, and I blog over at chrislemma.com. I'm also the uh, CTO and chief strategist at a WordPress agency called Crowd Favorite, and I run the North County San Diego WordPress meetup. Awesome. Chris Perryman, tell us about yourself. Hello, uh, my name is Chris Perryman. I am a WordPress developer and designer and the founder at Mind Blowing Things. Also creative director. <laughs> what about you, Corey? Tell us about yourself. Hey y'all, my name is Corey Ash and I am I run a little web web development firm here in San Antonio, Texas called Webtegrity. I'm also a co co-organizer of our meetup group here in San Antonio. Uh, and I run a little YouTube channel for WordPress Wednesdays. Every Wednesday we release a video that tells you cool stuff to do with WordPress. That's what I do. Awesome. What's the name of that channel? Uh, it is uh, youtube.com forward slash webtegrity. Awesome. Nice. We'll make sure we'll link up to that. Oh, what about you. you, Natalie? Tell us about yourself. Hi, I'm Natalie MacLeese. I'm founder and principal of Purple Pen Productions, an agency building websites for small businesses and nonprofits, and also the chapter leader for Girl Develop It Los Angeles, who does coding classes for women. Awesome. <laughs> Russell, tell us about yourself. Uh, hi, my name is Chris Lemma. I blog over at chrislemma.com. My name's Russ. I speak at WordCamps. I have a little plugin called Gravity Styles to help you style Gravity Forms easier. Um, I'm a WordPress enthusiast and uh, I'm a WP Engine fan. Very cool. What about you, Say? <laughs> oh, my name is Say Reed. And I make WordPress, do WordPress, teach WordPress, love WordPress. At Say Reed Media on all the things. What about you, Suzette? Hello, everybody. I'm Suzette Frank, and I'm a teacher with Girl Develop It, and I'm also a WordPress freelancer. Very cool. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me, Jason Tucker, on Twitter, and I blog over at WPmedia.pro and JasonTucker.us. So, Suzette, this is all about you. Yes. <laughs> She's like, yes, yes, it is. And we would love to um, intro, us, intro us a little bit about what's going on with us and you know, kind of what brought you to this particular topic. Well, I've, I've been doing web for about 20 years, and in that time I've had like large chunks where I've done a lot of freelancing, and then I've had large chunks where I've worked with the company. So now I'm back to freelancing, but I have like these other customers that are kind of left over from like 10 and 20 years ago, and they want me to do work for them. And I'm like, you realize like my my price has gone up a little since I worked with you because I started at $15 an hour when I started doing that stuff. Yeah, 15 whole dollars an hour, and now I'm quite a bit above that. And so um, I wanted to see what other people's experiences was with um, dealing with these clients that have been like around and like your prices have gone up and you can't really afford to do work at that rate that you used to anymore but you want to um, rather you want to get paid for what you're worth or what the other clients are paying you so I wanted to just see what other people had done in the past when they've come across this situation and how they handled it um, because 
when when I handled it, I didn't handle it very well, and I don't know how it came out outwardly, but it was it was kind of upsetting in a way, because um, they didn't see that. Well, twenty years have gone by. Maybe I should you know bump up your pay a little. So it's it's a little bit um, discouraging. So I just wanted to see like how other people handle that. It's going to be a rough jump going from fifteen or twenty dollars an hour to your actual rate. Yes. But so I don't know that I don't know that that's a conversation that anyone can really have. It's like, oh hi, yeah, we can totally do that, but my rate's gonna like actually like multiply by eight. So, how do you feel about that? Well, there's 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 two things that people are hiring, right? When they when they go to hire someone, and they're hiring not only the rate, which is one thing they've become accustomed to or have a historical basis for, they also are hiring the person, right? And so uh, what happens is, to I, I believe, to have that conversation effectively, you need to split the two. So you need to be able to say, Suzette, um, hey, you know what? I, I, I want to introduce you to so-and-so who's going to do this work for you or who I've found will do this work for you at $15 an hour or whatever, right? Okay, okay um, that person doesn't exist, but okay. And oh, sure they exist. There are people who do yeah. work for fifteen dollars an hour all over the planet. Yeah, burgers. Um, yeah. And and yeah. and so when you say I'd like to introduce you to someone who's going to do this at fifteen or twenty dollars an hour, most most often you'll find that people split into two camps. One group says, "Yay, I don't care about you. I just care about the price." And then you have other people who fall into the camp of, "Wait a minute, I want you," and you say, well, I'm sorry, that work at that price can now only be done by this person but not by me. I'm at a different rate. And you'll find that some people will either say, okay, I need to go to the other guy because I only want to spend $15. But others will say, well, I want you, so let's talk through the pricing piece, right? But I actually had a client say one time, um, do you know somebody exactly like you but works for like a tenth of your price? But they right. wanted somebody who was just starting out. And I'm like, if I knew that person, I would hire them. Totally right? <laughs> it's, worth, it's worth knowing people at a lot of different stratas for that reason alone. But the other thing you discover is when you give them that option of going with sticking with price or sticking with you at a different price, they're the ones making the choice. Right? You're empowering them to make a decision, to make a choice. And people will feel better when they're making that choice than when, you, you, when you're the one that says, hi, this is your new rate. Right? Because then you're making the choice and they're a victim in the process and nobody likes to feel like a victim. So even if, they don't, even if you don't feel like you're trying to be a jerk, if you just say, okay, it's 50 bucks an hour now and, and, and they're not left with nothing except, oh my god, now I'm being held ransom by my developer – they're going to react negatively and they're going to create a lot of drama in the situation, or they can, simply because they're left without a choice. They feel cornered. But when you give them a choice, like, hey, I want to introduce you to so-and-so who can do it at 20 bucks an hour, and they're like, wait, 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 what about you? Oh, well, I'm $50 an hour now. I'm sorry. Um, but I want to give you that choice. And then they say, no, 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 I want you. Now they're choosing. They're the ones that are empowered to make that choice, and it has a very different consequence on the decision. Just for, I think, I totally agree with what you're saying, but for the record, there are people who like to be victims. I was just talking about that this morning. So, <laughs> oh, but those are not people always. you necessarily want to work for. So let's separate those people into two camps also. Oh, yeah. They're going to yeah. be victimized no matter what. No matter how many choices you give them, they're going to be like, this is your fault and you're wrong and you should be working for cheap. 
Yeah, so, I even so, started so. out freelancing and was around, I think, 15 or 20. And then, you know, definitely had those clients who literally built my whole business, you know, giving me referrals and got me to the pool of clients where I was then charging like 60. And then those clients come back and they're like, hey, can you help me with my static HTML website? I'm like, first off, I don't even want to touch that stuff anymore. <laughs> right? Second so off, over it. You know, gone up substantially, but what I started doing was kind of slowly bringing them up to that $60 price range just because I felt so connected to them and they were almost like friends at that point. Yeah. Um, so I started charging some of them like 30 instead of 60 and then eventually caught them up to 60 over the course of like a couple years. But now our, the pricing is, you know, because we're running an agency. It's like way more than that. And sure. unfortunately, I did give them the option like here's our new pricing or I can refer you to this awesome person that I know, you know, and just kind of set them up with somebody who definitely wasn't $15 an hour, but wasn't charging like $120 an hour either. Um, and it is sad, like you have to kind of break those ties with those people that you, you know, they invested in you in the beginning, but it's business at the end of the day. I think when you do do that and you give those clients, um, like so you're giving the client the $30 rate instead of $60 rate, I think what's really important to do is actually charge them the $60 rate and then discount it with a percentage because then you're not like, oh, your rate's $30. It's like the rate's actually 60 or 70 or whatever it is, but I'm giving it to you as a legacy discount or as a, you know, bro deal, whatever you want to call it. Um, that way. Deal. <laughs> they understand, because, you know, from California, so it's a bro deal. Um, but then they understand the value of it, and they understand the value of what you're giving to them. And then they're, instead of them feeling like you're exploiting them, they feel like they're getting a deal and that you're doing something super nice for them while still valuing your work at the actual rate. And then that That's way... Exactly. That's exactly what we just did with our company. We, we've got clients that have stuck around with us. My, my dad started this company in 97, so for 18 years, we've had a few clients stick around, and unfortunately, they are still on the HTML-based websites. Oh, no. What we've done is try to challenge them with the whole responsive movement to actually hope that, hope that they would move to an upgraded environment and bring them into WordPress. Mobile and we some of our older clients, yeah, convert them. Uh, bring them, you know, some of our older clients that are outdated WordPress clients, you know, bring them into a responsive theme. So when we made that change happen, we've asked them at that point and just kind of told them, we're going to improve your support package, we're going to improve your environment, so because of that, we have to move you to this price point. So I have a, I have my very first ever freelance client is still my client. I built her site for her in 2003. She is a fitness instructor. She teaches Pilates and gyrotonic, and she's a master instructor, so she actually trains other people to be teachers of those things. Uh, and I do the work for her on her site right now for free. Uh, and the reason is she's really low maintenance. It's four or five hours a year. <laughs> and she has probably sent me about 50 clients 
over the past 12 years. So she has been a really high value client to me. I have basically built the websites for all of the teachers that she has trained in gyrotonic and Pilates. Wow. <laughs> nice. So she has just been so fantastic that I value her as a client that I'm more than happy to donate a few hours of my time to help her out when she needs it. And she continues to send me really high value, wonderful clients. The trick, the trick to that. That's like Chris's. I was wait. Hold on. I'm gonna prop you. Hold on. This is this is like Chris's Chris's whole thing about the whale clients. That's the, all I wanted to say. I was like, it's your whole theory about you know there's the, those whale clients. The trick is to make sure that people share who you are, and what you do, not how much you charge. Because when yeah. people start saying, oh, you need to go with my web developer because they they only cost me fifteen dollars an hour. All those referrals are horrible, yeah. right? Because you're like, yeah. that's not going to do anything. So good good people who refer you, who function as partners, will articulate why you're worth choosing and why you're worth paying without ever discussing price so that you can have that negotiation on your own, right? And that, yep. that becomes really, really useful as a partner. Yeah, Absolutely. she has been fantastic at that, so... Yes. I just okay. I love her to death. <laughs> so what do you guys say then when they're all like, well, it used to be fifteen. What is at? What are you adding so much value to make it worth like seventy five dollars an hour now or whatever it is? I, I mean, what do you say? I mean, our, the technology has completely changed. When I started, CSS wasn't even a thing, and now that's a thing. And but oh, it's a thing. Oh yes. <laughs> There's so many things. Why in demand, though? Like, for me, I was too busy to do work at $15 an yeah. hour. It's like, why would I waste time sitting there doing this, like, really annoying hand coded HTML at $15 an hour when I could be developing WordPress at $60 an hour or, you know, whatever it was at the time? And, um, I mean, if if you're if you have enough demand that you have other clients willing to pay you at the price point you feel like you're valued at, you shouldn't be wasting your time at the 15. And they need to kind of understand that it's, you know, there's a demand on your services. Yeah, unless that client fulfills some sort of other need, like what Natalie was talking about, or mm -hmm. you're doing it pro bono because it's a cause you believe in or something like that. That's it has right. to be, it is about, I think, also valuing yourself and your own work. I think a lot of that, especially with freelancers, I think the problem is, is that they're, they don't have someone external telling them, besides Chris, of course, telling them <laughs> that they're worth it and that, um, you know, that they should charge more and validating that. And so I think a lot of freelancers have the kind of um, just a, a, an esteem problem where they're like, I don't know that I'm worth that because, you know, I'm just a one-person shop. You know, I'm not like a big agency or whatever, so how dare I charge people, you know, that type of rate and, and just basically undervalue themselves as... Uh, as business people, not necessarily well, as people, but as the, business the people. Mistake, the mistake that people make, and, and even as you're describing it, Suzette, you're, you're falling into the camp, right, of you're thinking that what they're paying for is coding. And so you're sitting here talking about HTML, and it used to have CSS, and it didn't have CSS, and mm -hmm. now it has CSS. A client's not paying for HTML or CSS, right? They don't really client, care about the client, technology. Client is paying for a website. So the real question you have to ask well, yourself... they're paying for a product. Right? The real question you have to ask yourself is, what has changed for you since you started this, right? If you're talking about a 20-year span, and likely what you bring to the table is a whole bunch of mistakes that you now know not to make. 
you now know how to predict the future, right? You know how to determine that, hey, if you as a client choose this, likely you're going to need this, then you're going to want this, and when you come back, you're going to discover that the code you wrote earlier or the code that was written for you will not sustain that or support that, right? So you think about all those companies that bought websites for $100 and they weren't responsive, and now they're like, hey, I want Google to make it, you know, look at our mobile, and you're like, well, no, you, you, your developer that you paid so little for, your developer didn't know that that was coming and they couldn't foresee that that was coming and because of that, now they're making you pay twice. If you're hiring me, you're hiring someone who has this much experience, so I can tell you what's coming down the line. I can make sure that your code is extensible. I can make sure that next time you come with a change, I won't tell you you have to rewrite your entire website. So if you want to pay someone $15 an hour, you can still get the images and the text and the CSS done, but they won't be able to predict the future. They won't be able to ascertain where the risks are. They won't be able to mitigate those issues, and so you'll pay that again and again and again. And if you want to, that's good. Like, here, let me give you a referral, right? But if you want someone who can actually determine where you're going and how to protect you from silly mistakes and how to make sure that you're prepped for the future, you're going to pay a higher rate than just paying me to put my fingers on the keys. So, something that I've always done is when I build something for a client, I'll lock them in, and that's the price that they're going to get. If they, you know, want like a custom query or a custom plugin, I lock them in there. When it comes down to like a new rebuild or like redesigning the whole site, then I bump them up to my new price of whatever that is. I feel like locking my client in. I want to hold clients. I don't want to get rid of them or refer them away because then I lose them possibly forever. And that's what we do at the mortgage company. If we want to keep their business, we'll waive fees or we'll waive small little things. And so I'm all about retention, and I try to keep people. I don't mind if I have to do extra work and I'm not making $20 more on it. I'm keeping a client, and I'm keeping somebody out there who's going to refer me and get my name out there. And that, to me, holds more value than raising them up for, like, $5 more. I actually just had a, a client tell me the line, I think I'm going to use from here on out. I, I was sitting down kind of venting to one of my clients that has been with me for a few years now, and I shared with her that I recently a bunch of, uh, you know, freebies requests. Hey, Corey, can, can you do this for free, or can you build this one for free? And it's been really nice because some of the names are kind of bigger, and that, that's awesome. But she looked at me and she said, you don't understand. I pay you every single month with a support package because I expect you to be here for me. So whenever you're lowering your price or giving away free, that doesn't ensure for me that you're going to be here next year. So here's what I want you to use from now on with every client that asks you to either lower your prices or do something for free. You need to tell them that I have a responsibility to you to have my lights on and be available to you in the next year. And if I don't charge the right dollar amount, if I'm not going to be able to do that for you. So it's actually if you spin it like that and tell the client, look, I just want to be here for you, and the only way I can do that is to charge the right dollar amount so I keep the lights on. Fair enough. That's a really good point. Awesome. I think the other thing is, as far as like expertise goes, and even technology goes, you know, it used to take three hours to hand code a site, what you can now do in half an hour. And so what I find a lot of the times is as uh, freelancers and developers' rates go up, their hours also stay somewhat consistent. 
you know, what took them three hours still takes them three hours. And I find that to be really disingenuous because I know how long it's actually taking them to do the things that they're talking about doing. So I think if you actually charge what your actual time is, in a lot of the cases, it will actually probably even out because what used to take you so long, now you know that you know you have plugins or you know what it is, you've done it before, you've got the code snippets, so it doesn't even take you as long. So cha charging the rate actually kind of makes the same makes sense because you know you're not taking as long to do the thing, but you still need to be paid. You know, it doesn't mean that you need to be paid seven dollars for half an hour of your time. You know, you need to be paid the same amount for the same amount of work, whether or not it takes you less time or more time. So I think yeah, that that's important, like, too. Going back to those old static websites, because, you know, I have some clients who still have those and trying to have the conversation with them about moving to responsive and getting them into WordPress so they can control their content. They're not calling me like, hey, can you change this paragraph? It's like, look, you can keep paying us hourly to make these small changes for you, or you can have an initial investment up front to get it moved over to WordPress. We'll program everything so that it's dynamic and you can do it yourself. And in the long run, it's going to save them money. <laughs> but, like, yeah. getting them to understand that, like... Um, Not only is it going to save them money, but it's actually going to improve their business because having a web developer between you and a sales paragraph or you and a new product or you and anything that's happening on your website, from a small business perspective, that's really damaging. That, can, that, sure. that doesn't help you develop your business. That puts this time barrier, and especially if you're dealing with an, uh, a busy web developer, you know, it's two, three weeks before that, that's realized a lot of the time. And, and so it's actually not just possible to save them money in the long run because you're charging the right amount and charging the right amount of hours but it's also going to save them time money and help their business if they have that that accessibility to their own site so if they're willing to do the work to get trained and make that initial upfront investment in the long run everybody gets the benefit because they can make more money as a business which means they're better able to hire you so they can develop their site more which makes their business more successful which you know and it's like an upward spiral instead of you know, everyone's business can, continues to thrive and gets to grow. And that's that's kind of the goal, right? We're all trying to help each other's businesses out. It's not like, really, especially in this case, it's not like Suzette's out there trying to exploit these small businesses and make a bunch of money <laughs> off of them. You know, like Russell You don't saying, know that. You don't I know do. that. I do. I know Suzette pretty well. She's not doing that. <laughs> she looks so nice with her little pool lower third. Yeah. Right. So say, say what you're saying is that it depends, right? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, I'm saying it depends. It depends. It depends less because this yeah. is really more about everybody getting a fair deal and everybody's businesses are improving sure. together as opposed to this kind of competitive, I'm going to get a better deal. We don't want our customers to go out of business either. Like what Corey, like what you were saying, like they don't want you to go out of business because you want they want you to be there, but you don't want them to go out of business because then you have a client who's not a client yeah. anymore and doesn't have a business. So in theory, we all want to succeed. One of my favorite talks that Chris Lemma gave in, at WordCamp Reno was telling your client what's um, what's possible and helping them foresee the future and why to go with what you're trying to go with them with. You know, like why use WordPress? Because 10 years down the road, you're going to want to sell things in your website and it's easy to get into instead of rebuilding all this crazy stuff. It's going to save time and money. But when you tell people what's possible, they can see value in you and your work. 
Yeah, yeah I've I only think... had a problem with one client that didn't want to move up to WordPress, and he still wanted me to do those upgrades, like Chris was saying. But usually, it's most people if they want to save money, they're like, "What? I'll be able to update it myself." And most of the people go like, "That's awesome, you know." And then I won't have to bother you every time I need to update like the phone number, area code, or whatever. Which yeah. is they are bothering you. If it's on WordPress, it's going to take you ten seconds. If you yes. have to hand code it, it's going to take you a half an hour. Yes. So either way, if your prices go up and you're taking half the time or a fret, like a quarter of the time to do it, you're still saving the money. Right. And I think, too, that part of the reason that our rates go up over time is that we're able to offer more value in that amount of time than we could before. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that we need to feel bad about charging it. I was on a project recently with a small team, and there was a junior-level developer whose pay was about one-third of mine who spent four days trying to get this small piece of JavaScript working, and I was able to step in and do it in two hours. I actually ended up even being the one who actually made it work. I got paid less than he did, even though his rate was one-third of mine, because he spent four days doing something that took me two hours. Exactly. So, so you're actually cheaper, <laughs> even though you, like, on paper, yeah. on the per-hourly rate, look, look like you're way more. And it's like, that's what people don't see. And I think trying to convey that is difficult, because everyone sees that hourly rate. I think that's one of the reasons, too, that you know, people are like, don't use the hourly rate because if yeah. they're looking at project to project, mm -hmm. that makes a lot more sense as opposed to if you see, you know, $100 an hour, everyone's red flag goes up and it's like, how are you making $100 an hour? And then you tell them, well, it's only going to take me two hours. And they're like, well, if it only takes you two hours, what the hell? <laughs> Super easy. Right. And you're like, so there's, there's definitely a, there's a disconnect there for sure. One of the, one of the yeah. things I recommend to, to freelancers is, Instead of bidding on big projects uh, all in one shot, to to break up a, a a very small early project first, right? So when you're when you're pitching someone something and and you say, well, my hourly rate is uh, fifty dollars or a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars, and it's completely different than what they expected, if you can create a a sub project that is three hours of work and deliver incredible value in those three hours. Um, it will often follow up with, okay, let's go for the big project, because now I see the difference, right? A lot of people can't evaluate the difference in a verbal conversation, but when they are used to working with someone who does take four days to solve what you do in two hours, and you say, okay, I'd like to, I'd like to do this. I mean, we were, we were pitching a project the other day where they had worked with a company. The company was quite large. They were paying an astronomical rate to get something done. And from the time we had a call until the time we had the follow-up email, which was about six hours, um, we had done all the five things in their to-do list in a six-hour period that someone else had bid for them to do for thirty or $40,000 over several months. Right, wow. and and so you, so what you know what you what your proposition is? Why don't we just take this little list and see if we can do a little project with you, so that you can evaluate not only what's the rate, but what you're really trying to evaluate is the rate and time together, right? Because you're saying, yes, my rate is higher, but when you combine my rate and the speed at which I move, you will then discover that this is a better deal than if I just talked to you about a rate. Because if you're fighting that rate battle, they're going to always find people that are cheaper. When you're talking about rate times elapsed time or effort time, then you're now saying, well, can you find someone cheaper than this, right? Because I just knocked out all your issues for roughly speaking $1,000 instead of $30,000, right? And then they're like, mm -hmm. 
yes, we want project two. We, we, we want to work with you again, right? Um, yeah. So help them compare apples to apples then. Yeah, right. It's about value and what that is. Isn't that that's the end of your equation? Like money or rate <laughs> times time equals value or something like that, basically. Should be an equation. And sometimes you just got to let them go. Right? Sometimes you just got to let the client go. And that's okay. And ultimately yes. you'll have better time spent with your company and you're not chasing your tail anymore and you don't have that frustration. That's exactly what we had to do with our company. We literally had my mom, dad, and I my mom and dad are my business partners. We went through our list. And just checked off, okay, these either have to step up or move on because we're not going to go through this anymore. It, they're, they're too much of a hassle. And they don't value our time. That's what's unfortunate. You know, yeah. so th that's the unfortunate thing. If you have a client, like what Natalie was saying, who just loves you and gives back to you, then that's a totally different situation. But if you've got those little leeches that just hang on and, and they either <laughs> talk rudely to you or, you yeah. know, they just and don't those people exist. Them. Like, I, I yeah. just had, you know, I work, the work that I do with the Small Business Development Center is free work. Like, people can come see me for free, but they can't see me all the time because of the way that our system works. But um, I had a client recently who was like, well, this is taking too long. She canceled appointments, by the way, and not doing her homework, so not my problem. Uh, but uh, she's like, this is taking too long. I want to hire somebody. Um, who can you find to hire that will do what you're doing, which is teach her how to do it, not doing it for it. She's like, I don't want someone to do it for me. I want someone to teach me how to do it and meet with me maybe twice a week and maybe for like, you know, $20, $25 a week. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. I'm like, so that doesn't actually exist. Like, and if you yeah. find that person, please let me know because I will use them yeah. all the time. Um, but that's the thing is the misconception of people's understanding of what's out there and their, you know, a lot of times it's just about miseducation they, or no education. They don't understand the world they're trying to get into and I think that's where we have to step up and educate the client and not just be about, well, this is my rate and that's what's happening, but explain the system so that even if they don't hire us, they go on to the next developer with a little more awareness or they can then value, you know, Fiverr. Or whatever they go to next. <laughs> exactly. Fiverr. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's about it for today. Um, if you want to learn about how to, uh, you know, how to fire clients and stuff like that, if you go to Zengi.com, um, I think Steve posted that like two years ago, so that was like three posts ago. So make sure you go to that website and check that out. Um, if you want to learn about all these other things, you check out Chris's site. Chris posts a ton of stuff about, um, you know, interacting Pricing. with clients. Pricing. Yeah. I would like to stay here, stay here for the record that I do believe that Chris Lemma in the last two years has single-handedly changed WordPress pricing structure. So blame or thank him. I believe that for a fact. No, I have a story that can prove that. Ben Fox, who does Sidekick Pro, his partner won't let him do anything with their business unless he directly shows the chrislemma.com blog that proves why they should move this way. <laughs> awesome. No, That's the endorsement right there, Chris. Crazy. Go to our website at wpwirecord.com and click on the links there. If you like this, find the little thumbs up button somewhere on this video and click on that. If you don't want to watch us and you just want to listen to us, we're available as a podcast. Thank Who you, does want to see us? Have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye.